Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to Convert Central, and um, it's a. I think this is this is the twenty fifth night of Ramadan, and we are very 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 happy to have uh Brian here. So I'll just let my co-host Mira to uh, introduce a little bit of uh brother Brian. Uh, he's he actually uh has a new name that uh Mira will unveil. Bismillah. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. My name is Mira, and today we'll be. Uh, we're very happy to have brother Ibrahim with us to share his convert story. Walaikumsalam. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Okay, uh, brother Ibrahim, so why not you tell us about what you're doing now, you know, uh, what, what you're up to nowadays. Uh, you know, are you working or are you studying? What, what, what are you up to? So I'm currently in NS uh, and in about three months in August, I will already and I'll head to university. So I'm going to SUTD in September. Okay, uh, so what, what, what are you doing at NS? So I'm in, I'm serving as a clerk uh, in HQ SCDF. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I see. Okay, let's just jump right into it. Tell us your journey into how you got to know Islam and, and when and how, you know, the process in which you, you took your shahada. Oh, well, okay. So, uh, let's start from the very, like, I think I'll start from the very beginning. So, I first um, came to Islam looking for wisdom. And this was in about, about three years ago when I was 18 years old. And I was going through a very t- a period of, of tough time in my life. So um, Islam was able to give me some peace. And I just found a lot, a, a lot of um, calmness and serenity in the, the, in the religion. So, so the, how, when it all began, was when I was 16 years old, I went to Japan for this camp. And in this camp, I met um, two guys from Indonesia and a guy from Uzbekistan. And in the camp, I, I spoke to them about the, the, the religion and I learned bits and, pe- bits and pieces, nothing very much. Um, I saw how they pray. Uh, they spoke to me, okay, this is what we, what we believe in, this is what we do not believe in. Um, and then when I came back to Singapore, I was pointed to Darul, Darul Arkham. So then after that, I went to look, I was quite interested. So I, I went for the Knowing Islam session, which covers the basics of what, what Muslims believe in, what Muslims do, what Muslims practice, you know. Uh, so at the point of time, because uh, life is hard, you know, and when I read more about Islam, it, one of the first few things that I read was about uh, the, the article of faith of the Day of Judgment and the belief in the hereafter and the belief in this life. And that, we, that there is the existence of paradise and, and hell. And I think the fact that you know, we believe that after this life, there is something to come. That this isn't this isn't the end. That gave me some peace to know because previously, if if I were to fail in this life, that's it. You know, I'm a failure for life, and there, 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 there wasn't anything else after that. But now that there is an afterlife, you know, there is hope that even though things don't go the way that we plan to in this life, you know, as 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 we know, dunya is usually. Uh, good times and bad times and sometimes when you when you're in the bad times it can really get you down so and when you're in the bad times and you're down you, know, you you lose hope but when there is an afterlife there is hope so that's one thing um and so this was when i was 16 i went to look i went, I went to the camp and then when i was 18 years old i became muslim so i said the, sh- the shahada myself uh, this this was alone. It was it wasn't the official one. The official one the official one was one year after that. And this one one thing that occurred when I was sixteen. Also before I went for the camp was that uh, it was at night and I was having it was I was just I was just under a lot of stress and I was very sad. So in my room alone, I just made a prostration and I said, uh, "God, if you are there, you know, please guide me." So. I, I said that out, out of utter desperation because I, there wasn't much. Mm, I think. I think. I think Allah has closed every single door, at the point of time for me in my life. 
and there was only one door left open. So I tried, you know, I said, you know, if you are there, you know, please guide me. And Alhamdulillah, he was wanted. So uh, that, that was my journey to Islam. And one thing that really uh, um, so when I just became Muslim and I faced quite a few issues uh, much of this were, uh, were doubts rela- doubts relating to if to the concept of God like uh, who, who is who is Allah you know, uh, can I really say that I believe in him I don't know him that well uh, I, had a, I had a lot of fear of hypocrisy because in Islam, we believe that disbelievers don't don't end up in the good place. You know, they go to the the bad place. So uh, there's this fear that I feared um, being of those. So because of that, uh, I keep kept on questioning myself: Do I really be- believe in Allah, or are they just words on my tongue, um, referring to the shahada? And I was always re- I was always really scared because if I don't know if I don't don't really know him, you know, how can I say that I believe in him? And so that was that was after you took a shahada, right? Yeah, that was after. That was, that, that was after uh, I took my shahada. Was it like the shahada. period that came immediately after you took your shahada? Yes, it came right. Uh, it came actually a bit before. So before I became right, right before I took my shahada itself, uh, I was trying to, to research because um, I knew that as a Muslim, we believe that there's no God except Allah, and that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. And I was trying to understand. Okay. Okay, if God is one, okay, why can't uh, why can't there be two? Why why can't there be two two gods which are which are which are uh, which are running the universe together? And if God is if God can do everything, you know why can't He create another god? Or why can't He why can't He create a wall that He cannot break? So there, there were these these uh, questions that were popping up in my mind. But then one of my friends. Um, he he was the Indonesian that I met in in the camp when I was in Japan two years back. So I was talk, I was talking to him because I I, was, I told him that I was really interested uh, in the faith, and so he was uh, speaking to me about things. And that one night he told me, uh, "If you ever feel even an atom's weight of faith in your heart, I would ask you to just please please." Say the the shahada first and carry on with your faith from there, because we because he because he said we never know when we might die. So he he, he so he beseeched me to to say it first as a as a protection in case you know uh, something were, were to occur before I could declare my faith and I'm. And if that were to, to occur, you know, who knows, I might not have uh, been counted as a believer in the sight of God. Uh, so, I, so even though I wasn't, um, even though I didn't have all my doubts rectified yet, I took the leap of faith and I declared, I, and I testified that there is no God except Allah and, and that Muhammad is the, messenger, is the messenger of Allah. So, uh, so I entered Islam, you know, even though I feel some doubt, you know, but I entered it in that state. So uh, there were two two main doubts that I that 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 I had was firstly, it was the problem of of evil that is, uh, which is if God is so merciful, why do we find bad things occurring in, in the world? So that's number one. Then number two was. The transmission of of guidance. So if how do we know that? Um, because we Muslims believe that the Quran was was revealed to the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him. Uh, but how do we know that from him to us, guidance has been preserved? And these were my two main issues. That, because I, I wanted to be of those who believed, but I cannot say that I believed until I, until I had this certainty in my heart. And I cannot have certainty if I don't have 
I did not have not knowledge. So I needed that first. So I, I, went, to, I went to seek that. And um, so throughout, and, and in the Islamic tradition, it's amazing, mashallah, that the amount of work that goes into preserving and transmitting into making sure that every hadith that is transmitted down on those that are classified in the higher um, higher classification of soundness that um, that so much work is, is put into them to make sure that they are authentic and that they are reliable so uh, the, the time and effort that I put into to that field cleared up most of most of my doubt there and with regards to the problem of evil i think what occurred was that i just uh one thing that i i asked this to one teacher once and he said that we only know things because god creates one and it's opposite so we will not know good unless we know bad and so um if if so he he related that to the problem of evil uh you you, you took your shahada at 18 right at the point of time you were still studying in international school right yeah it was it was right in the middle of my school so how how did the shahada change your school life okay so uh well i i became muslim so but i had to but um so there are a lot of things that come in when you become Muslim, you have to pray. You can't eat this. You can't drink that. Uh, you can't eat. You can do a, a can do a lot of things, and you have to do a lot of things. So, um, I did the best the best that I could. You know, I tried to try to pray. I tried to um, integrate everything into my life. And becoming Muslim is something that, uh, al al alhamdulillah, I don't face much uh, difficulty with, with my family now. But back then, at the start, because it's such a shock, uh, I would say that there was a good amount of resistance. There's a good amount of, uh, and this was good, and there was a good amount of hiding that I had to do. Uh, so I think it influenced me as much as it would have influenced anyone else. But I guess that uh, being being in a community where there's not as many Muslims as I would think a local school would have because people come from all, all over the world um, from from the UK from from the Netherlands from Japan so you don't really get many Muslims so I wasn't exposed to a large number of, of Muslims so what I mean, most of what I know of Islam came from the teachers that I spoke to came from the um, came from the, the classes that I watched. And I think one thing that was a big influence was that I didn't really have Muslim friends. That was, was a big thing. So I, for the first year, I think, or yeah, for the first year, I mostly prayed, prayed alone because uh, the, co the community wasn't really there. And I think that that was a big part. That, that should be a, a big part of every Muslim's life. And uh, yeah. That that would be one thing that I would say was a big big factor in my early days, the lack of a community. Subsequently, when you took your shahada and perhaps maybe a little bit before, right? How did your family react to it? I mean, I th I think my mom was uh, the most open that she could be. Uh, it was and plus I think faith is a very, very becoming Muslim is a very gradual thing, and. Isn't it wasn't all at once? So like, I guess you could see some signs, you know, like, or oh, she's he's not eating, like he's refraining from certain kinds of foods, you know, not eating in certain places. And I think she she kind of knew a bit, a bit by by bit. So it didn't really come as a shock. Um, do you like uh review to her at one point like I I'm interested in becoming a Muslim? Uh, actually, she went for the. Well, I mean, I guess. Okay, I, my mentality when I went into the faith at first was that um, I was looking at it. This was this was before I did the shahada itself. I was looking at it as a source of wisdom, 
and I saw and I saw every religion as a source of wisdom. So because of my friends that, that I met in Japan, they influenced me to look at this one first. So I was like, okay, uh, so like my my thought process was, okay, I'm gonna come into this this gonna read the read up about this religion, get what get whatever that is of benefit to me, and then leave and look look at look at a different one or, or look at all the others. I never intended to become Muslim when I first learned about the when I first wanted to seek out the religion itself. Uh, but I guess after a while, not slowly. And I think this 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 is the thing about faith. Um, you you believe little by little, and you never really notice these things. It's really that you find faith in your heart. You you no, you no, you notice it's there, but you also know that it didn't occur all of a sudden. It's like a it's like a bucket of water, and it's 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 empty at first. Then slowly, one drop goes in, two drops, three drops, four. And then you don't really notice the notice the increase up, but one day you look and it's full, right? So I think that's something like here. Like one day you wake up and you realize, oh, I believe. But you also know that it's it did not occur all, all at once. So I think uh that's one that's that's the thing about faith. And I think that also shows on the outside. So I don't think it came as a shock to my mom. I think it was so. So she could like see, you know, yeah, gradually yeah. the changes, and she could kind of guess, like, okay, like, my son is exploring into Islam, and and I guess when you told her that you wanted to become a Muslim, she expected it, lah, and she was really open to yeah. it, right? Alhamdulillah, I had more issues, uh, and more difficulties with my grandma, um, but I don't live with my grandma, so it's a lot easier to to hide it. I think uh, it's it's not good. It's not it's not it's not the best thing. To do to to hide things from your to hide being 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 Muslim, but you know, it's quite hard sometimes. So uh, that was the best decision that I could have made. I see. I see. Yeah. Do you do you think that uh family support is in, very important to a convert's well like convert's development? Well, I think I think it's uh it can it can can be the biggest test. It could also be uh first the best support that they could 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 give us was if they became Muslim themselves. Um, but you know, uh, and I think you know that's that's what we would want for them because we love for our our brother what we love for, for ourselves. So, you know, faith is salvation, and we would want them for the for them. We would want that for them also. And I think support with regards to the religion itself, I feel, what we usually comes from usually comes from other Muslims. I think the the one of the biggest tests that uh, family members pose is the fact that you you worry for them because we all know the fates of those who don't believe and die upon that disbelief. And of course, you know, like as a son, as a grandson, you, know, you fear. I think that's that that's probably the biggest test, you know, like because and you're with them every single day, so. Even though it's a blessing to be able to give give dawah to to people every single day, but it's also a responsibility, and I think that that is a that is a burden that you're never sure that you're ready to bear. That would be the challenge, I feel. Hmm, I think I can't relate also to to your sentiments on this lah. Um. Sometimes you know, I I I guess, it's it's just hard sometimes to see your family members as Muslims, just as I think for them it was it's hard to see us as Muslim in the past. Also, it weighs hard sometimes on on your yeah, on, that, that, on your. I think it does. Yeah, your iman, right? But I I think something that sometimes gives me ease, right, is that like you know you try your best and 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 that's enough. You know whether someone comes to Islam or not or not. It's it's not entirely up to you, and uh, uh as evidence to to this fact is that you know uh Nuh alayhi wasallam Nuh spent nine hundred fifty years uh short of fifty short of hundred uh fifty short of a thousand trying to get his people to come into Islam, and and they, they still didn't, so yeah. that that kind of reminds us that this this choice that people people make, 
no matter how much you want them to be Muslim, you know, uh, it's just out of your hands sometimes. And but but definitely, uh, sometimes you really you know you feel like Tamila. You know, I just really want my family to be a, to be Muslims. Yeah, it's it's a challenge. Uh, no no doubt, right? It's always hard. But that, that that wasn't the biggest challenge I think I faced. It it was it was a big one, but that uh, I, but I would say that's the biggest challenge. That's the biggest challenge relating to my relationship with other people. But the biggest ch- challenge I think that um I faced that was relating to myself was um doubts in my worship. So I think this comes as a quite a sensitive thing. Um. Because I don't think it's, it, it's, I do believe it's a common thing uh, among the Muslim population. But I also do think, do feel that it is stigmatized and it's not really spoken about openly. And that, that, that is, you know, experiencing doubts in whether, in whether you pray right, whether you perform your, your purification right, whether you perform these things correctly. And, I experienced a, a lot of those uh, things at the start of the journey itself. And so one example would be that I took this one time, performed my, performed my, my wudu around 15 times in a row because I wasn't sure. Like, did I watch this part? Did I get that part right? Did I make my intention right? Did I miss a certain step? And, and I think it's just it's one it's one one it's one of the most horrendous feelings you could get because uh you're in the position and you you have a doubt and you think okay if I ignore this doubt and I continue on assuming that I did perform per, perform it right and on the day of judgment when I face God you know I, and I and He tells me oh you made you 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 made a mistake right and that mistake uh, puts me closer to hell. And of course, no. We, no one wants to go to, to to go to go to hell, and we do fear, and we do fear it so much. So that in that moment, you think to yourself, okay, you know what? I'm gonna watch one more time. I'm gonna try one more watch to just to give myself that that safeguard from that possibility. But after one more try, becomes two more, three more, four more. It's like something something similar to. In the morning, right? If someone tries to tries to wake you up, you say, "Oh no, no, it's okay. One more minute, I'll be up. One more minute, I'll be up." Because it's just one more. But things, but things is that that is the effect stacks every single time. So, um, the the worst point at the worst point, the very worst point was that. Uh, I think I took around an hour to pray my my answer. Like the whole time, right? Like I was just trying to watch myself, um, trying to get the the the, the prayer itself. So. So for for example, when I pray, I'll be like, okay, um, did I recite uh, did I recite uh that part of the fatiha correctly? Okay, but I've already moved on from the fatiha. Maybe I mean I'm in my my ruku or I'm in my I'm in my sujud, so I can't really go back and do it again. So I would stop my prayer, leave, and come back to to restart the whole thing. But I do. But I mean, all these doubts stem from the lack of of um, of understanding and and knowledge of the the religion uh which i will which i come to learn afterwards and and it, it wasn't only you know in in prayer in worship you know, it was in it it wasn't only in prayer and in wudu but it was in every form of worship that you could think of and that that made that made religion hard and no, in Islam, religion is ease, and it's very possible that um, all these difficulties, all all these doubts, right, drive you away from the religion itself. And that's not what Allah wants for you. That's that's what um, uh, that's what's gonna be when it becomes too hard, and you turn away from the the religion itself. Um, it's gonna be detrimental to you in the future, in your hereafter. So. That's not gonna be good, and I think two things really helped me. These two, these two hadiths that I read really helped me. The first one was that the Prophet peace be upon him said, "Verily, the religion is easy, 
and no one burdens himself in the in the religion, but that it over and the, but that it overwhelms him. Follow the right course, seek closeness to to Allah, give glad give glad tidings, and seek help for worship in the morning, evening, and part of the night. And the second one is that the Messenger of Allah, peace and blessings be upon him, said, "Follow the the right course, seek nearness to Allah, and give glad tidings." Barely. None of you will enter paradise by his deeds alone. They said, not even you, O Messenger of Allah. The Prophet said, not even me, unless Allah grants me his mercy. Know that the, know that the, most, know that the most beloved deed to Allah is that which is done regularly, even if it is small. So um, these things, I think, like these two hadith, after I, after I, I, I read them, I feel... I, it really eased me, and the, the doubts didn't disappear all at once. But now, I guess the mentality that I have was that, okay, you know what? We can, um, at least for me personally, I'm I, I'm not sure if this was if this is how uh, everyone else sees it, but how I see it, how I see it personally is that even now when I perform my my worship itself, I still I still experience the doubt. But the doubts were, were was never the issue. The issue was me because of, of the doubts, having to waste a, a lot of time in my worship, having to perform the acts again and again. And as, as, as humans, right, uh, we're not perfect, you know. Allah is perfect, we are not. And, and we will make mistakes. So, after, after, after a period of time struggling with this, I, I told myself, you know, like I'm, I still experience these doubts no matter how, how hard I try. So I submitted to the fact that um, I'm never going to 100% get it right. And that made me turn to, to Allah after every act um, to seek His forgiveness for the act itself. Because, you know, like, um, on some days it's good, Alhamdulillah, I don't have that meant that much doubts in the in the acts of worship itself but on other days it's quite tough and on those days you know you just feel like what what if i didn't do it right what if i made a mistake what if my wudu is not valid and therefore my prayer is not valid and then therefore i missed one you know um and it's not it's it's not, it's not that you make a mistake when, and, and out of ignorance like you you are sure that that there is a doubt that okay i'm sure that you know i make sure i'm sure i have this you how do I put this? You, you have a suspicion that uh, you, did, you didn't perform a part of your worship correctly. And because of, and because of that, your, your decision to leave that suspicion and assume that you did perform it right, um, you are, in, you are in, in a sense, uh, Sorry, let me try to phrase this. Uh, okay, I think ultimately it was just—it's just that we as human beings can never always perform our acts perfectly, and that's why we should seek forgiveness and not aim for perfection. We hear and we obey and we seek your forgiveness. Uh, so that that's what I tried to to live by since ever since, and it, and it, it has helped. So I I I, I don't um, I don't um, experience the wasting of time anymore. Sometimes I do experience doubts, but but I just carry on anyways. And I hope and I pray that on the on a day where people are raised up that. He forgives me for any mistakes that that I made, um, and and with regards to faith, you know, um, this is this is doubts with regards to worship and doubts with regards to faith, you know, like doubts in, in what we believe, you know, how can I say I I believe? Do do I, do I really know what I'm believing in? Uh, for for that part. Uh, at this point, you know, I testify that there is no God except Allah in it. 
and that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. And I just seek, I, I decide to do my best you know, every single day to seek um, understanding, seek, seek knowledge about, um, about what we believe in. And I think it's a lifelong journey that we should not expect ourselves you know, to have that yakin right 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 that, that that we should not expect ourselves to have that yakin right at the start not, not even in the middle and perhaps not even at the end um but but on the day of, ju of judgment you know, when we when we are answering for our for our, for, for our deeds perhaps you know we, we would have the yakin then <laughs> we might have the understanding then or even if after that you know in if any questions that you know we might have you know, in in paradise itself, we can ask you know, okay, yeah, Allah, I don't really, don't really understand this part of life. Can you explain, you know, please? And I'm sure in paradise itself, we can 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 understand. But I think the most important thing at this point of time in our lives is that we we direct our time uh, pro productively. I think one of the biggest traps to it of having doubts is that. A lot of the time is wasted unproductively in trying to chase the trying to chase the doubts, and it's good. It's good. Like if you have doubts, you should ask, because there is no cure for confusion except to ask. And if you have, if you are not sure about an, an, an answer, an answer to an article of faith you know, in this life, it's better to ask and get the answer now, than 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 to wait until Munka and and Nakir were to come. To you and you don't have the, the the answer then so it's it's always good to ask and i do believe strongly strongly believe that at this even to this day that if you have doubts you should always address those doubts and you should do, always do your best to address your doubts but in the process of having them them address in the process of feeling the anxiety of not being able to be sure being able to be certain um, because we can never change how we feel we can only change what we do about about how we feel so the emotions are not part of our choice that's what i believe in but the, but the actions are so i believe that we should have a balanced approach you know to 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 our belief and our and our, our actions that you know um we can never gain we can never fully gain certainty of both at least i don't think um I will be able to gain full certainty of both, perhaps to to, to the day that I visit the graves. But, uh, but the important thing is to continue to do good works, and that should that what that's what should our, our, that's what our focus should be, and the point is to not let the doubts get in the way of that. So, so one of the things that we actually always try to advise to new converts and converts who have not yet found their footing in Islam here at Convert Central right, is, is to always find someone who can guide you in, in faith. doesn't have to be opposite gender, you know, doesn't even have to be the same gender. So anyone whom you can trust, whom you, f you feel has a solid, you know, fundamental in Islam, get them to guide you because as a convert, a lot of you're you're coming into Islam blind, uh, if you have no experience in Islam. So, it's always it's it's a vast amount of knowledge to be sought, and because you have no experience with the knowledge, you know you are not able to understand the hierarchy of how important each type of knowledge is. So you're just basically fishing without knowing what to fish for. So we we always recommend you ask all, all new converts to have a guide is because we the, the the guide will know the appropriate answers to each question so you 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 have a very interesting story you know a lot of times you know no doubts even i myself felt the the uh, you know a lot of doubts coming into islam whether something was okay or not but fun fact uh i didn't know that farting would uh break your wudu before i came into islam so prior to coming to Islam, I've had few experiences at the mosque, right? Uh, just just to sit in with the Muslims and just to pray together with them, lah. Just mimicking the actions, you know. Obviously, I don't know what I was doing and everything, and I I had my wudu lah as as guided by some people. So, but the key thing is, I didn't know farting would would break your wudu. So I was always very insecure when I was praying sujud. What if the guy in front were to fight in front of me, you know? That I would be in a very vulnerable position to you know smell everything. 
So so I was <laughs> yeah. So so it's grave concern. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was critical, sure. man. It was critical. You know, so so I was uh, so doubts like this. You know, even even something as simple as that that what a bomb Muslim would never think of in their lifetime, right? Like things like no, this no, pop up. Me, we have, we have. You <laughs> yeah, actually, I wouldn't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I, it's yeah. It's, it's so sometimes it really like I was so scared. You know, I would do. Then I was like. Now after it was someone sometimes it was doing Ramadan, then people would break their iftar with biryani. Then you know like the guest that comes after biryani or something spicy will always be pretty like you know, like catastrophic. Mm, so like intense. Uh. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Yeah. So like I was I was very worried. La. But then, you know, uh where in where 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 in life's doubt comes knowledge. As 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 like a as to brighten things up, you know. It's it's you know, with regards to worship or, or, or faith, you talk about worship and, and you know Yes, of of course, religion is ease. So ease comes in where that that there are levels of uh knowledge which convert should seek, and one of the very fundamental of knowledge is is to seek your fake knowledge, your jurisprudence knowledge, not your specific fake knowledge, but rather your 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 general rules regarding fake. So that will be in our context, you know, the the the, the school of thoughts, the mazhabs. Don't delve into each one. You know, just 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 you know, in Singapore, follow the ma- uh, mazhab shafi and to learn about. You know the rules of Majab Shafi. So, with regards to you know yakin in your action and and doubts in action, right? That Imam, uh, Imam Shafi has has uh, you know uh, systems in which how do you know your 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 worship is valid, or how do you know your actions are valid or not? How do you know like let's say the kibla is from Singapore is two hundred ninety three, right? So how do you know if you are two hundred ninety three or two hundred ninety three point one or two hundred ninety four two hundred ninety two? So if you're gonna find ninety three, rest assured you're never gonna pray your solat. You know, it's gonna be two hundred ninety three. Yeah, then it's gonna be two hundred ninety four. You know, in the phones yeah. these days, you know, it's just gonna give you everything. You know, uh, but how 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 religious this is is that for for we have to seek this kind of knowledge. Imam Shafi says there are four. There are, I think there are four types of of certainty. The first is yakin, and which is hundred percent certainty. Then and 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 this this lies in 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 things that have already happened. Or your faith in 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 monotheism, you should have uh, yakin in monotheism. You know, there's zero doubts at all. Then secondly, it's something called uh, zon. So you you guys may have heard zon from the word husnul zon. So zon is 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 uh, it, it means in ma- in Mazhab Shafi, it means uh, from seventy percent to hundred percent to ninety nine lah. So maz- uh, for Mazhab Shafi wise, if you are seventy percent sure. Or above that you've done it correctly, or you're seventy percent sure the kibla is there. That means you have a range, lah. Then your salat will be considered valid. And beyond that is uh something, I think is something called shak. So uh beyond that you if you just 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 say you fifty percent you're not sh- you're just fifty percent sure whether your kibla is correct or not, then you you should try harder to get to seventy percent certainty. So how do you increase your certainty wise? You see, uh, this is also important for converts to know. You know, you either increase it via knowledge, that's one, via praying, that's two. So you you you, you first you 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 find knowledge, you, you get a compass or something, don't rely on your phone, get an actual magnetic compass to find. And then sec- secondly, you're about you know, sixty percent sure you make dua Ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, please grant me the 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 the, the, the guidance to find the correct key blood. That will increase your certainty in Getting the, uh, you know, the worship correctly, and and I think lastly would be to. Yeah, I forgot last time. Okay, but mainly these two: knowledge and and also making your dua to 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 ensure that your certainty increases. So you know, uh, uh, yeah, when I came into Islam, I also thought, okay, everything must be done perfectly. If not, it wouldn't be valid, right? But once you learn about like. You know this particular type of knowledge, you realize that actually seventy percent is is enough for Mazhab Shafi. In fact, for Mazhab Hanafi, which is pretty uh you know a big proportion of Muslims in Singapore also Hanafis, uh it's actually fifty percent to be considered as done. So, if you're fifty percent sure that you're you, you've done it, then you know it will be considered as a valid uh action. And but this this concept lies in in which your 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 hope in Allah's mercy, and you will only attain His mercy if you try your best. Yes, so so yes, I think the uh, I forgot to mention the last one. So it's uh, doa, knowledge, and effort. So if you are not able to get the kibla once, you know, don't just stop at once. Try ten times. If ten times you get an average of 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 this this kibla, 
then that is your effort in in trying to make it mm. more sure. You know, so effort, knowledge, and and also doa. So of course, you know, ah, uh, it's best if we can elevate our certainty to ninety nine percent. But if we fall short to eighty percent, it's okay. So I think there's also one one mm. thing that I want to share on on top of that is that for for Udu, right? Sometimes we doubt, you know, did we fall, did we fall or not? And that's one one thing that I faced ah uh, a lot at the start was that you know I I was I wasn't sure you know okay did I fall yeah I not fall so I will. Halfway through the prayer, I'll go retake my, 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 my Udu. But in Mas in Mashab Shafi, I'm not sure about the other Mashabs. But if you're not sure that your that your Udu broke, your Udu is still valid. So Alhamdulillah, that has really helped. You know, so like now, because I'm really not sure if I broke or not. I'm just it's it's it is still intact. So I just continue my prayer, or I can use it for the 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 next one. Just one thing. I just want. I just want to. Just want to say. Mm. So, so, so as 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 you know, as a new convert coming into Islam, you know, must you must always find. We must always find our footing with knowledge. You know, uh, that which is why guides are extremely important. And of course, you know, we find find the not proper knowledge with proper dalil, which is our proper proofs. You know, don't seek a knowledge in which, uh, it is a, uh, you know, it might not be, you know, proven by a certain, uh. You know certain evidence in in, in that which is replicated by the prophet or 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 in the Quran. So also, if you are un, if you you have doubts, of course refer yourself to 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 the to the person whom you trust or to a teacher as well. So I guess I guess that that is that that's a pretty like unique challenge. I think like there there are many people who experience the same issues when coming to Islam. A lot of people we have doubts. You know within our circle itself, we we have, we see a few of our friends. You know taking wudu again and again sometimes, and and it's yeah. a normal thing to to experience, right? It's a normal thing to have, and that is when truly converts need support, lah. We see our friends just coming to Islam. You know, why not? You know, just give them a text to share this kind of knowledge with them. Yeah, and and perhaps that was truly is their journey, because sometimes you know in the in the in the jest of 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 coming to Islam, you know with the intensity of faith when you first take a shahada, you people want to practice perfectly, but they realize that but they don't realize that Allah does not ask for perfect worship, but Allah just asks for you to do your best, and more 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 so put your trust in His mercy. So Allah says it's not your your actions that reach Him. It's it's rather your intentions and your sincerity. In the Amalubi niyat, all actions are but but intentions. So if you intend to to do your wudu and and you've indeed performed your wudu in all sincerity and you have doubts, then in the in the Amalubi niyat, your 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 intentions will be accepted. Inshallah by Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So uh, it, it's it's important as well to to be be there for convert brothers and sisters and for them to understand this this notion that. Worship doesn't have to be perfect because we we are not supposed to you know be perfect beings to to give perfect worship. We are not angels. No, actually, when he brought up the whole like doubt thing, actually like struck a chord with me because, uh, you know, me being born Muslim, obviously there's a difference, right? So you know, I I was brought up, I was taught at a young age that okay, this is God. You are supposed to love God. You're supposed to always think of God. And back then, I was very young. I was very naive, right? So I thought that thinking of God means literally every second I have to be like, yes, I love God as Allah. So I would tell myself periodically, you know, sometimes even in the toilet, mashallah, I don't know why in the toilet, but you know, I thought like, okay, every single hour. So when I'm not thinking of anything, I'll try to think of Allah, but I never understood the reason why. And then I would doubt myself that, oh, am I am I thinking of Allah enough? You know, like at, at the age of seven, I still remember very, very, um, I don't know. I just I that memory is so strong with me. Like I just kept thinking, am I remembering God enough? And then as I grew older, um, to be very honest, I guess certain certain parts of my faith just fluctuated. Like you know, um, there's certain points in your life where you don't actively try to seek God spiritually. Like you still remember there is a God, but you just don't. You know, maybe not as how often I would back when I was seven. Maybe when I was like eleven, twelve, you know those pre pre teen years, I didn't, I didn't have the same thoughts that I had when I was younger, and I guess it's because you know, worldly distractions and stuff. So, but then uh, as I grew older, especially with um one of my family members getting a very bad uh illness, I actually found myself seeking God again, and that's when you know, 
the doubt starts to come in again. Like, oh, um, has my prayers for the past few years when I wasn't, like, like when I wasn't, you know, fully, I, I would say, I guess, not fully sincere with my worship, would that still be accepted? Would I be punished for that severely? Or the insincerity that I may have, you know, when your parents say, okay, it's time to pray, you pray, but you don't actually, maybe your intentions was just that, right? The intention was just to make your parents happy, but not, you know, that you're doing this for lillahi ta'ala. So, yeah, I guess I I still do, to this day, have a lot of fear and doubt for the past worship that I have. But I, I keep telling myself that, you know what, every single day, just strive to be a better Muslim and try to be strive to be a better person. And I guess it's something else that converts as can take away as well. Don't dwell too much on the past. Just try to be the best Muslim that you can at this very moment for the next days that will come to the day that you return to God, inshallah. Mashallah. And I and I think the the one verse that I would like to share, um, with regards to that is that you know, what you said, you know, like you feared well God Give me, will, will he, uh, will, will, will you be punished for, for you know, the worship that you did and the, and the possible lack of sincerity is the verse in chapter thirty nine, verse fifty three. Say, oh my servants who have transgressed against against themselves, do not despair of the mercy of Allah. Indeed, Allah forgives all sins. Indeed, it is He who is the forgiving, the merciful. So I think it is. It's things like this, huh? The whole, whole Quran is a miracle and some verses might speak to you more than others. I think this is one of them. Um, that indeed, we don't place our trust in ourselves. We don't place our trust in our own actions. We don't hope in what in our deeds, you know. We hope in Him. We hope that He would give us the guidance and the success, the hidayah and the tawfiq. So I think that really helps to Orientate our life by by remembering that husband Allah, you know, sufficient for us is Him. So, uh, when you rely upon out, when we when we when we rely upon ourselves, I notice that uh, that leads to anxiety, stress, um, all sorts of things. But when we rely upon Him, you know, that, that leads to, to 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 peace, ease, the 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 things of this life because ultimately if you try to, re- to rely on creation like us you know we are ultimately will creation ultimately is not permanent it's fleeting it's imperfect so if you rely on something imperfect your handhold is not sound but if you rely on something that never breaks you know your handhold is always going to be there so i think that's a great blessing that we so so this is a problem that both sides would face right when you talk about um muslims coming back into faith and you know unlike converts you know they, 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 they like the term converts you know you when you come into islam you're like a baby and like a white sheet of paper and uh you know sometimes born muslims don't have the same uh you know i would say privilege lah, when they when they turn back to islam uh then we, we doubt in whether the previous uh few years that we have so-called uh, not being sincere, uh, whether they accept it or not. Then, you know, for converts, you come in and you doubt in your yakin, you know, do I really 100% believe in Allah? You know, and what about his messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? You know, sometimes we, 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 when we face this, right, we need to remind ourselves that uh, of his hikmah as well. Like, who is to say for born Muslims, right? You might have been worshipping, let's say you had your Hidayah at 16, and then you worry from the age of 7, then, uh, you know, perhaps you haven't been worshipping well, you know, and then you, 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 feel, you feel very fearful that you, it isn't accepted. But what, why, what, why, why is, you know, but, but from then you, you, you worship better lah, you know, you don't like think about it, then okay lah, let's go back to watching Nickelodeon, you know, uh, but you know, you, at age of 16 you start watching better and then you, you continue worrying, right? But what, what, why is to say that, you know, let's say you, continue all the way from 7 to 16 and you're continuing worship extremely sincere next 16 you look back eh for the past 9 years of my life I've been worshipping so well you know perhaps I've, I, I have everything I need then you start sleeping off and then after that you know eventually you, you, you start losing your your, your your habits and you, you lose your prayers 
So, you know, the former is still better than the latter. And if sometimes we, we think that, you know, we are in a bad position, but perhaps that's what Allah wants you to go through. You know, for you to bear the the, 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 the sadness of losing that nine years of proper worship, so as to push you closer to Him. You know, so as to push you closer to wanting to gain His pleasure. And then you pray so much harder when you, from 16 all the way until you're 65, you know, you're praying so much, so much harder. And, and that would in turn get His mercy. Why do, you know, why do most of our lives be defined by the moment we die? By our last moment, what we are doing? You know, you see, you hear someone say, oh, mashallah, you know, the brother died in Allah, wa in Allah, but he died in sujud. Subhanallah, on a Friday, subhanallah. Well, the brother went to Makkah and he died when he was in Umrah. Subhanallah, a shaheed. Why, why do people place so much, you know, uh, weight in the, in, 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 the, in, the, in the moment that we die? Why do Allah say, you know, if you die while in worship, you will be as if you are worshipping your entire life as I take your life away? It's because this dunya described to akhirah is like a drop in the entire ocean. And and that particular moment in that in that one drop of water, that particular small moment of death will define your entire jannah. Because we will never know when we die. We will never know how we die. So so what what we can focus on is really just always moving forward and, 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 and knowing that, you know, it, it really matters what is at the end, isn't but not really what has happened. It may have been you have been lacking your worship for the past nine years, but if for the next one year you do all your worship and 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 you are so sincere and and Allah decides to take your life and and bring you back to Him, you know, inshallah have have hope in His mercy that this is His Qadr that you know you are supposed to feel guilty about your past nine years so as to spur you to that one year of amazing amazing worship, so that He could take you in the most perfect of of ways, so that He can grant you Jannah to Fadals. That's why you had to go through that nine years. And for converts, it's, it's understanding that, you know, uh, perhaps we, 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 we might not have all the answers before we come into Islam. You know, a lot of people want to have all the answers. You know, why is, why is that bad in this world? You know, why can't Allah create another Allah? Isn't it possible? Uh, you know, uh, Allah can do everything, but can Allah die? You know? These kind of questions, and and you know how how is it that one person can, well, how is it one person can't write a book like the Quran, you know? We we somehow think that we need all the answers before coming to religion, you know, and and but some but 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 all the time we we will never able to get all the answers. There will always be new doubts coming up and up and up and up. And even let's say you you, you feel that you have yakin in your in your faith now that that this monotheistic belief that there's no God but Allah, you know maybe down the road there there might some things there might be some things that induce doubt in your in your in your belief as well. Then in that case, would you renounce your faith until you can find your yakin again? So no, right? But so what we have faith in is never our knowledge. You know we have we we must you know. Have, have believed in the promise of Allah. Because he, he has promised that in the Quran that the, this Quran will be preserved until the end of time. So this is his promise. And, he, and, and, and the Prophet, the, the, the station of the Prophet will be preserved until the end of time. So it, it, this, this, you know, the, the, the beauty of Islam is, is that it's so in, infallible that no aspect of Islam is ever false. Because if it's ever false, then, it, it, then the whole thing will fall apart. And I think that is something that really brought me into Islam, you know, at the at the start lah. That it, it was it's just one beautiful picture that that nothing is ever tainted with with darkness, you know. That you know sometimes one part of this faith is correct, another part of the faith is wrong. Then you you only accept one part, but you don't accept all parts. But for Islam, it's different. The entire faith is is so logical, it's so beautiful, it's so correct. So once you have eighty percent there, then then I think it's time to take your leap of faith. You know, um, don't try to get the hundred percent because it is impossible. Have faith in 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 the eighty percent that that will spur into having faith. The, the the one thing that you said about uh that you never reach hundred percent, right? It reminds me of uh what I heard once. One of a teacher said that if if everything was crystal like. Super so crystal clear, crystal clear, and that you don't need 
any proof for the existence of God and the truth of this religion, then everyone would believe. Where is the test? You see. So, I think that was one. That was one thing that he said. Uh, that you know, if you don't, if you still hold doubts, right? That that's not that's not uh, that's not a wrong thing because everyone has some form of doubts. Um, no, no, it's not. Um, and there's one, one answer that, uh, um, one, and I heard this once, um, and that, that the, the companions themselves experienced such doubts when they confided in the Prophet, peace be, peace be and blessings be upon him. We have thoughts that any of us would consider too enormous to even mention. And the response of the, the prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, was that this was a sign of the purity of their faith. So um, I would say that if anyone's listening who is listening to, to this, do harbor doubts and experience doubts and are struggling with struggling with that with their doubts, you know. Allah knows, you know. He 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 is the one that created those doubts. He's the one that um, put you in the position that you are in. And this life, you know, this life as we know is a test. And my my advice, uh, if my humble advice would be to just focus on actions which are good, to focus on righteous deeds, focus on making the most of your time, and doing the doing 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 the good and keeping away from from the bad inshallah um and of course you know make uh pray pray to allah to to, to grant you clarity grant you yakin but if they don't come after a period of time and still so you know um rest assured that in the in the hereafter inshallah things will be made clear uh, that's one thing and the other thing that you that you that you, that you mentioned about Mention about pe people who sin, right? I I think I think uh, or when we when we are led in our worship, I think that's that's a thing that all born Muslims and converts face alike. Because most converts, at least the converts that I know, after after they become Muslim, right? Usually the conversion is followed by a short or short period of intense worship. After which a uh, period long or short of a bit of a lax in their, in their in their worship then they come back again so i feel that uh, that's a thing that everyone faces you know that the fact that we we always fall short and that we sin and there's another hadith uh, that the, the messenger of allah peace and blessings be upon him said by him in whose hand is my soul if we did not sin Allah will replace you with people who would sin and they will seek forgiveness from Allah and He would forgive them. So, you know, I think with our sins, you know, we should never, ever, ever lose hope because, again, we don't, really, we don't rely upon our deeds, you know, we don't put our hopes, our trust in our deeds, we put our hopes and trust in Allah Himself. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to add. Uh. Thank you so much, uh, Brother Ibrahim, for sharing your story and the challenges. I think the nasiha and the content discussed here is really will be beneficial to, to the Muslims that, that come onto our channel and listen to our stories. And uh, I think especially in the month of Ramadan, you know, people need a lot of, uh, because we're engaging in so much worship, we need, we need a lot of knowledge on how to do worship as well. So religion is ease, you know, having doubts is, means you're on the right path. You know, because if if you're not even considering faith, then then you won't have doubts. You know, then then shaitan is happy because you're not even thinking about faith. You know, so be 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 you know take take it as a sign of uh, relief. Take it as you know affirmation that you're on the right path, and approach it in a manner that would elevate your 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 iman as a Muslim. You know, do not let it pull you down and hinder your worship. So uh, we're very, very, very blessed to have you on our show today, Brother Ibrahim. And yeah. uh, inshallah, we are going to uh, put
push our Ramadan uh, discussion to the next episode because this episode is going to hit one hour. And, uh, you know, so we'll just end off, inshallah, uh, with uh, Tasbih Kafara. And after that, uh, Surah Al-As, and then we'll move on to the next one, yeah? So, Subhanakallahumma bihamdika, ashadu an la ilaha ila anta, astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik, bismillahirrahmanirrahim, wal asl innal insana lafi khus, illa alladhina amanu wa minus salihati wa tawasa bilhaqi wa tawasa bisab. Okay, Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.